0: Any boats and welcome to Return of the Pod, a podcast where we discuss and celebrate everything from the Star Wars galaxy and much, much more. Every generation is a legend, every legend is a podcast, and this is ours. I am your host, Brian Silliman. Joining me are the greatest co-hosts in the galaxy, starting with Caitlin Bush. Hello there. And Captain Matt Romano. Greetings. Some technical difficulties tonight. Um, we're not really sure what's happening. So neither uh, both Caitlin and Matt have the extreme pri- pri- uh, privilege, I should say, um, yeah. recording this episode without having to look at me.
1: <laughs> we're, we're experiencing Brian Silliman the same way that the audience does every week. It's a, it's a treat. Really? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Isn't that
2: a treat? It's a trip. It's like it's like an interactive episode of Return of the Pod. For yeah, me and it's it's throwing
1: yeah. me off because usually we can we can see each other's reactions and weird hand gestures yeah. and yeah, it's yep. this is going to be very interesting.
0: I like it. Yep. Yes. Well, well, they they can rest assured that as usual, I will get progressively more naked as this <laughs> podcast episode. Continues. Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. In uh, unfortunate, well, it decides, depends. It's, you know, glass half full, glass half full kind of thing. Our reprogrammed Imperial interrogator droid, AZ-00, also called a zoo, is still turned off uh, uh, for this week. Yeah. I had him on for a little bit, uh, about 10 seconds oh, this past week, okay. and he was just screaming. Um, <laughs> so we just shut him off. I don't know if he's going through some kind of grief or something. And, and if it is, I, I, I we'll deal with it. But um, it's just noise. What, what, really what kind of screaming? Like would you say like
2: terrified screaming, sad <laughs> screaming? Like like what
0: kind of screaming? There's a
1: lot of different varieties like of the, screaming. The, the, He's yeah. good at a lot of
0: them. Yeah. Like the the, the Empire will take his screaming and use it for torture. Ah, uh, so got it. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. Familiar with that yeah, one. He, yeah, he is an imperial after yeah. all. Okay. We're that's recording true. on November 16th, 2022, and we're ready to jump into episode 11 of Andor. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. But before we do that, we're going to throw it to Caitlin M. Bush for some news on the march. News on the march. Why, thank you, Brian.
1: Uh, gentlemen, we got a lot to get through with this episode, so we're not going to spend too much time on the march this week. But uh, y'all see a cute little three-minute short that came out here recently, a couple days ago, oh, Studio Ghibli. Oh yeah,
2: I did. Yep. Yep. L- mm-hmm. Little
1: hand-drawn mm-hmm. animation of Grogu hanging out with some dust bunnies. The dust bunnies. Little dust bunnies. It's uh, it's titled Zen. Grogu and Dust Bunnies. It's directed by Katsuya Kondo, mm-hmm. and it's just an adorable three-minute short of of Grogu just hanging out with some little animated dust bunnies. If you're looking for something to lift your spirits in the middle of the day, I highly
2: suggest this one. Yeah, it's it's Zen, like they say. You know, it's very calming. It's uh, you know, and I was surprised that the ending, you know, spoiler alert, when the dust bunnies present a flower to young Grogu, that and was, it was very go. very nice. It's very Friendship. calming. Yeah, very calming.
1: Calm. Very sweet. Yeah. Uh, And that's kind (laughs) of... All we can say about it, but delightful, no, 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 nonetheless. I'd actually like to talk
2: about its implications for Mandalorian Season 3, if we can get into oh, it. Please. Oh, yes, yes, no,
0: yes, no, yes, no, yes no, that's, no. That's, that's more like it. I was surprised we were like, now, the flower is coming from cloners, and that proves in a roundabout way because of Uriel Poof still being in the... Ba- no, okay,
2: yeah, that's what I was expecting.
0: <laughs> Grief but, Karga has a flower um, shop. Um, <laughs> it is a delightful <laughs>
1: little short that I imagine has literally nothing to do with... Uh, Mandalorian season three, other than we know that Grogu's probably gonna be there. Question
0: mark. Yeah, I think yeah, why not? I'm sure. He's in the yeah. he's in the trailer, yeah. so yeah.
1: he's in the trailer, so like he's probably yeah. gonna be there, you
0: know. Uh, the, trailer will probably be in the
1: <laughs> And that has been News on the March.
0: Okay, well, with that, we're going to charge into episode 11 of Andor. I've been in
2: this fight since I was six years old.
0: This episode is brand new, and we don't want to spoil you for any of it. So be warned that we are about to get into severe... Spoiler territory. No one knows where in the universe Werner Herzog is at this point. It's easier to find Carmen Sandiego. (laughs) He could be anywhere, but because Uh, she did such a great job last week and people have just been talking nonstop about her work all week doing the spoiler klaxon, except not really. Here to sound the spoiler klaxon once again, please help me welcome back Edie. Oh, yes. Hey. Thank you for having me back. It is an honor. Unlike being mother to Cyril, it is an honor. I would like to slap you, hug you, check in with Uncle Harlow, and then sound the spoiler klaxon. What is that, Caitlin and Bush?
1: There is a clear order in which to watch Star Wars: Andor, Season One, Episode Eleven, and then listen to our podcast.
0: Here we go again. Punch it. We've done terrible things on behalf of the Rebellion. Wouldn't you rather give it all at once to something real? Just in case listeners were wondering, we also just lost Caitlin Ambush. So the <laughs> only one on video right now is Matt Romano. Who's just laughing his butt off and really just having a grand old time, coughing and wheezing and all kinds of stuff. So this is really going to be a Hall of Fame of you know what the it's it's funny. It's just now I'm just by myself
2: talking to to you guys. It's weird. I'm all alone. I'm all alone. By myself. uh, Talking to to myself. All right. That's chaos. That's chaos
0: here. <laughs> um You're not careful, you're gonna end up talking to yourself. Andor, season one, episode eleven, released on Disney Plus on November sixteenth, twenty twenty-two, directed by Benjamin Caron, written by Tony Gilroy. Title: Daughter of Ferrix. The title I am assuming is in reference to Marva Andor, who has died. That is the catalyst for almost every character now starting to converge. On Ferex, though we know that the death was coming, it does not happen on screen. I think this was a really interesting choice. So, thoughts on how they handled this? Gonna start right off, Caitlin Ambush.
1: I am uh, not surprised that they killed her off screen, but I'm disappointed that we are not going to be seeing more of Marva and hear a little bit more about her history, but also as we end. The episode, how we did with uh, Cassian learning about her death and it clearly being such a thing that's going to spurn him forward. It's, narratively, it's rich. Narratively, it makes sense considering how important she seemed to be this community that is on a hairpin trigger ready to cause chaos once again. And her death really feels like a catalyst for uh, for
0: a lot of what's coming. It is, and it's necessary. And I, I... I'm going to change this up and throw it to Matt Romano for this because it's a little, you know, what's going to happen. But <laughs> I have a feeling that we will see Marva and or again, I think, either in a flashback because we, we haven't done the show, hasn't done that in a while. Or it's I think it very likely she left off final hollow message for Cassian in the event of my demise. Play this. Matt Romano, would you agree we've seen the last of Marva and or or not so much? Oh no! I, I think I think
2: you're absolutely right. I didn't think of the hollow message. That's 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 definitely good. That's very good. I hope that happens. I hope that's sitting right there and be be emo, uh, waiting for him.
1: Ooh yeah! Poor,
2: don't even get me started on B two emo in this episode because uh, his whole. But well, we're gonna get there in a moment. Right, we're gonna so, get yeah, there. So let me. But I'll get tell into, you,
0: we're gonna get there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you about Marva and Cassian first. It's it's so sad because Cassian's never gonna get a chance to share with Marva. All the things that he did, he wanted to make her proud with the heist and then breaking those guys out of prison. And he's just never able to talk to her again. It's just really breaks my heart.
1: And he actually he actually says he says, tell her that she'd she'd be proud of me. Tell Marva I'm okay. Tell her I'm thinking about her. She'd be proud of me.
2: Yeah, uh, exactly. And yeah, that
1: is so because like you said, that's all he wanted to do. He wanted to make his mama proud. And now. Yeah.
2: yeah uh, mm, mm, uh, I'm so fine. sad am fine, but that's why I think you know it was really super effective having the death happen off screen because kind of it's like a gut punch. The episode it really just hits you from the start, and then ugh, you know just a sad
0: scene. Yeah, personally, I didn't, I didn't need to see it. I didn't want to see a long drawn out death scene. No. I didn't want to yeah. see that with Fiona Shaw. Yeah. I thought it was an interesting. It was not what I expected the show to do. Surprise! They did something unexpected. <laughs> but if he wants to have a final word with her and tell her everything he did. For, for one thing, I, uh, jumping the gun a little bit, but I think unlike Edie Karn, she is a very proud mom. I think yeah. she's already yes. proud. And if he ever wants to talk to her, he can just go visit her brick. Um, <laughs> as we found out, in the ever-ongoing um, lore of what... of This is one of the joys of, of this series, one of the many, many, many joys multitudinous is really getting to know the culture of Ferrix, from the time wrangler to everything else. And now we find out what they do with after death, they take the ashes, mix them with stone and you become a brick. Yeah. And then they put your name on the brick and then they build a, they use you for a wall or a building or a, a, a Costco or something. I,
1: I something <laughs> about that. I love the, the practicality And like simplicity of something like that. It's it's if you think about it a lot, it is obviously very dark in a way that like human consciousness can be reduced down to something like that. But then it's also something about the beauty of, you know, a community about still being useful and and relied upon upon uh, even in your death uh, I don't know. There's there's something really poetic about that.
2: Well, we're all just another brick in the wall. You know?
1: Hey,
0: there's there's a new popular <laughs> saying in the making. <laughs> I mean, that's a very good way to put it, Matt Romano. Uh, it's something living for us. If there's an in essence in the remains, then it's a part of their physically a part of their community, their structure. It's very interesting, and um, and part of me. So so well. Anyway, he can go and just talk to his mother, the brick, from now on. Um, and even if Fiona Shaw won't be in the show, they've now the role is now being played by a brick. She's a brick house. <laughs> uh, it, it's, well, not only that, Matt, but it's the same brick. One of the bricks that that's going to be playing Marva Andor from now on. Starred in Home Alone too. It's one of the bricks that wow. Kevin McAllister throws wow. in the bandits. Yeah, that's one of the most famous bricks. You a know? classic brick. Yeah. Are you scared, Marv, of being hit with a Marv <laughs> and or a brick? Are you afraid? Just in time um, for anyway, the I, I, When I heard that, when I yeah, when I heard that, I was like, I I kind of am I going to change my? I, well, they're not written down anywhere. It's like, but when I when I pass on, do I want to be a brick? Do I Am I into hey, this? Matt you Romano, be worse when you die, Do you want to be a brick? You could be worse things than a brick. That's for sure. I think so, I want to be a, a tree. Not bad. Do you want to be? A, do you personally
2: yourself want to be a brick? I would like to be a brick in a very strong wall because I think a brick wall, you know, like the three little pigs. I mean, that's the best of the pig houses. So. Um, but I to make sure it is. That is very stand. true.
1: That is the best of the pig house. That's what they say. That's what the fairy tales tell us. <laughs> 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 that really got.
0: Me. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's oh, no. oh sorry. That's, that's, that's <laughs> it's the best. Of the, that's that's the it was the sincerity. And, and the comedy. surety you said it with. It's like, it was comedy. like you were in a political debate. It's like, that's the best of the pig houses.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> ha, 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 um, classic like, nah, Am I
0: wrong? Jesus. You're, th- okay. you're, okay. you're not wrong, wrong dog. You. I mean, no, look right. at me <laughs> and
1: tell me that I'm wrong. Caitlin and Bush, you want to be a brick? <laughs> I want to be a tree. I like that thing, okay. you know, where like you can, there's, like you can, your ashes can be added to a tree that gets like a, yeah, a, sea, like a sapling that. that gets planted and then you like, you know, help nourish a tree. Yeah, I'm I in the tree
0: camp. Nice. I like to be a tree, well, you know? Well, yeah. yeah. good about yeah. that. No, you already signed up for Brick. <laughs> it's <laughs> a, 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 brick, a brick, A brick in the third pig's Brian are, house. Brian, whenever are you I want to talk a... to Matt Romano.
1: Brian, are you going to be a brick?
0: No, I'll, I, I'm immortal. I'm going to be none of it. Ah, uh, um, okay. So, that makes sense. Uh, good. Yep. No, not really. We're all just bricks and trees in the end, in
1: the wind. <laughs>
0: there you but go. But I have yeah, it yeah. written down the that wind. all three of our ashes are going to be mixed together in an urn and placed in the podcast hall of fame. Ah, oh, yes. fantastic! Um, so let's get to it because I am this, this. What happens here is part of the death. I don't. I don't know if I've ever seen a scene that immediately screamed Caitlyn ambush as much at me as this. Um, B2 emo. ...is Uh. trying to process the death of Marva. What about the droid? This is a droid honestly trying to process grief, like a dog waiting for their owner after their owner is gone. Ugh. The dog doesn't know. Remember that story of the dog who went to the train oh, station every I, day and just waited? Oh, so, I know.
1: Like I can't think about it too hard otherwise I cry.
2: Uh, it's like the it's like the end of that Futurama episode, you know, when the dog is waiting Which for Which that story, yeah. that yeah. thing, the, that,
1: uh, that yeah. episode of Futurama is based on that real life story about a man in Japan who died and then uh, his dog spent the rest of its life going to that train station every day waiting for him.
0: Uh, well, I did not know that. Yeah, and that's, uh. and that's one of the best Futurama of all time so it is. and B2Emo isn't going to think to just go and look at a brick um, Brasso is who I'm, re- and I'm I'm on the Brasso train now everyone's like going Brasso. on and on about Brasso I, I get it I get it now I get it e- everyone internet breathes a sigh of relief <laughs> Brian gets it <laughs> I, ladies and gentlemen I have achieved Brasso with the air horns. <laughs> Um, so Brasso's helping B2 get through it. He doesn't want to stay the night. Fine. I'll stay the night. This is new ground for droids. We've seen R2 get sad, you know,
3: Mm,
0: and, and things like that. But I really don't think we've seen something this powerful or emotional from a droid before, especially when this, this droid is fully trying to process a grief and emotions and is getting close Thoughts on B two emo in these moments, Caitlin and Bush. This is the most
1: emotionally intelligent droid we've ever encountered. Like you said, like R two gets sad. He makes sad beeps. Uh, uh, uh BB eight makes sad beeps and uh, or it's scared beeps. And Poe tells him happy beeps, buddy, happy. This I think the the captions described a lot of the sounds that uh that B two emo makes as whimpering. Uh, Gosh. which, like, really screwed me up when I was watching this. It's the fact that B2 didn't want to leave the house because I think some part of him, you know, Brasso kept being like, she's not going to come back. She's not going to be here. You know, she's gone. And a droid trying to process an emotion that even living beings have the probably the most difficult time processing grief is is it will destroy you if you allow it to and a a a non-sentient as far as our understanding goes being having to understand this and move on and i i i this the implications of this in Star Wars are absolutely fascinating to me because we we think of droids obviously as they're so intelligent they show emotion a lot of the time because they're programmed that way more often than not but how far is b2emo down the line is he actually feeling this or is it just part of a programming and i could i could talk about this for like 20 minutes and i'm gonna stop (laughs) myself right now because I, i i'm like freaking myself out thinking about it
0: no, you're dead on. It, it's you're 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 right. It's a longer conversation because it's not just grief in this droid. It leads well. Do they have free will? And in that, how sentient are they? In which case, are they being subjugated? They play droids rights, you know, in solo. For um, Phoebe Waller Bridges is, is doing it seriously, but, but for it's, humor, it's mostly it's mostly played. Yeah, it's played for laughs, you know, but. Is it? Should it be? Is yeah. there a more serious thing here? It's so embedded in Star Wars that I don't see them ever really tackling that story. Maybe in a book, but I, I, I don't know. But we're gonna move on to to a scene that um, that really made me think, Matt Romano, because <laughs> made me think if we had won a contest to be on set and the set of Andor for a day, I think we might have been cast as these two guys. Oh my god! Um,
1: oh while, my god!
0: While cat. <laughs> While Cassian and Melshi are escaping Narkina Five because they're out of the prison, but they still have to, you know, swim and climb a mountain and escape yeah. patrols, and they're oh, barefoot like John McClane's. And they've got to then, you know, get off the planet. They come across two Narkinians, and they do capture them in these nets that make like that, that, These nets that look like they're made from crocs. From this
1: (laughs) from
3: very from very wet.
0: I wrote about it earlier.
1: Very wet crocs. Yeah. Yeah. It's like
0: wet plasticky. It looks like she went to work in a croc factory. And thank you. I also
1: had that say it looks like. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Okay.
0: Uh, And so but and we're like, oh, here we go. But it turns out, no, these guys are cool and they don't like the prison either or the empire. Scott, the empire, they say. And they're just really fun and a breath of fresh air because these are two characters in this show who have no agenda. They're just nice Narkinians. They have a fun way of talking. It was a little bit of whimsy in the, and it really in the middle of and, or it sticks out yeah. Um, and it, it, but doesn't just, it, it doesn't become, it doesn't, it's not jarring. It's just, Oh, Oh yeah. It's just relieves a little of the tension, especially after the high drama of last week, Matt, what did you think of these two Narkinians? I loved them. I love the fact that we haven't seen a lot of aliens in this series.
2: I know that's been like a complaint, maybe not a complaint, but a, a, a thing people are saying. And it's, uh, I don't know. I think it, there's, it's so the payoff is so good when we do get creatures and aliens in this series, like Dr. Quadpaw, these two guys, like they're the creature mm. design is awesome. They're memorable. And honestly, I didn't know what the hell was going on in the scene when they got away. I was like, "What? Like what? Like what happened?" They, were, I just didn't
0: understand what was going on. But uh, I'm glad that uh, it all worked out for them. <laughs> <laughs> the reasoning, and they've they've spoken to this why we we don't see many aliens in the because three weeks in the prison, it's human only, not only human only, it's male only. Oh yeah, that's yeah. because
1: the it's because the empire doesn't see value in anything other than humanoid creatures. Yeah, exactly. Uh, than humans yep. yeah. and therefore they're not even going to even aliens aren't even going to be good enough for them to imprison and enslave.
0: They send them somewhere else. Yeah, we yeah. We know there's a lot of wookiee slave labor going on, but they do they're heavy lifting Death Star stuff somewhere else very unsafe. This is the kind of little nuts and bolts screws, you know, they need little hands or whatever. I, I forget exactly what they said, but it made sense. And in other parts of the show you do see Aliens, you see one sleeping in in uh, in yeah, Nemesis episode. Yeah. Yep. You see an Abednado a couple episodes ago in on you lower see them with You see them, yeah, yeah, exactly. Two tubes. We will get to is back, so they're not devoid. Uh, time for weekly Mon Mothma. That's right. Check in with <laughs> Double M. Um, not this is just. It keeps going. It keeps Chandrilla just keeps sucking. She is it, it, double M is in a deep now. She Ooh. tells Vel what's going on. Uh Vel who's headed for Ferrex herself after not being able to get hold of Luthan and measures sizes with Clea, who I'm really starting to feel the burn for Clea. I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm really enjoying that character. Oh. Not like that. Okay, all right. I can't um, I can't no, see no, you, so I don't I don't, she's I don't a know. Character. Yeah, okay. Um. Well, would you think I'd be cackling and like making gestures? It's the it's the it's the
1: word. It's the wording for me. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. 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 Anyway, moving on.
0: Moving on. I there's no way I'm gonna dig myself out of this (laughs) hole. I'm gonna keep no, keep Keep going. Um, I feel like Double M knows her financial deals are going to be uncovered very soon, and what's gonna make things worse is her daughter is now part of this group that spouts off some kind of Handmaid's Tale ritual stuff. Some old Chandrillan ritual. It's like a handmaid's club. (laughs) Yeah, it's like so hot once again. They're all in identical (laughs) matching uniforms. She says she's like, oh, it's even bigger on Chorus not than on Chandrilla these days. It's fetch. She did this when she was younger. It's so fetch. But she did this when she was younger, but Vel didn't. Even asshole Perrin doesn't really love this. Yeah, of course not. And I'm just like, what is going on with Shandrill and culture? And between this and, and my, in a way, I'm, I'm just like, just catch me. Just catch me and do what you're going to do so I can go and be the secret cargo and get away from my awful family. Caitlin and Bush, I feel like you have a thought popping.
1: Yeah, some something about this, it's the way that uh, her, her daughter, uh, really starts like we see her look over at mon a couple of times uh and you i had this thought of you know what if this is just her trying to get a rise out of her mother she knows that her mother is not interested in this she's actually made it rather clear that she would like her daughter to to buck a lot of these Uh, These traditions that uh, Mon, I think, has some regrets that she was forced to participate in when she was that age. And this feels like a a screwed up kind of backwards rebellion, almost, uh, as she tries to figure out some sort of identity outside of her parents. Well, you know, my my mom hates this and even my dad isn't super into it. So what if I just tried this weird Handmaid's Tale thing? I don't know. Yeah.
0: Do you think this is in cuz the season finale is next week we obviously have a whole other season of double m but do you think that things with her are gonna get uncovered and she'll potentially be in hiding for season 2 or are they going to keep this slow burn of rich Coruscant drama going
1: i think this is a breaking point i think i, I think that that uh extended shot of once Vel walks away and we get that shot of Mon just sitting there by herself, eyes tearing up, staring kind of into the distance looking at her daughter. I think that's, this is the beginning of the end and she, at least in terms of her place in high society like this, and I think she knows that.
0: It's time for her to become secret cargo. There we go. (laughs) Thankfully, she Uh. will not Become a brick.
2: I don't think it's done.
1: You don't. Oh, you don't think it's done? I was gonna say,
2: I don't think the story is done. I think like she's gonna take the money from this guy that she's got no choice, and she's gonna marry her off, and we're gonna deal with it next season. Oh, dark. <laughs> that, that's that's it. probably not wrong. Okay. I just, I just don't like. I just think it's, 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 it's really intriguing. I don't think we're gonna. We have one episode left. I don't think we're gonna wrap up the parent stuff. You know, we didn't meet that character last week. What's his name? The, the, the shady guy. The shady guy. With the money.
0: We met Davo Skulden, but he didn't appear Davo. this Davo. Yeah, he yeah. didn't appear this week. But we, we met him last week for a reason. Uh, personally, I, I it's not like I, I want these this to happen, but I could see a scenario where Mon Mothma is somehow on their way to the patrol little or something. The Empire just full-on bombs her speeder. Perrin and the daughter go up, but somehow Ooh. Mon escapes it and is just ferried out of there somehow. And spend season two in the forest of Aldani eating roots or something.
1: You know. <laughs> so are you predicting that her husband and daughter will die?
0: I think so. Um, I think they're going to die. I think she is She is going to escape. They're going to mean to kill her. They're going to kill them. She is going to escape. And you know where I'd actually love them to safeguard her? If they, ha- okay, we have to, she's valuable. We have to find a place for her. Put her with Saw Gerrera. Yes, that would be oh, incredible. Th-
1: that is a yes. showdown I would love to see. Battle I of want wood. I love the whole season two of
0: those two debating their ethics. because we know in Rebels they do not agree, and Mon Mothma loses her temper with rarely loses her temper, but loses it with just a hollow image of Saw. So this has been uh, this is already a thing. So I want to see the birth of that. And oh, these two yeah. going at it for I I think at I think I think that's a episodes.
1: I think that is a hot wish I think that's that's a hot yeah, wish hot alarm wish. right there.
0: Sound yep. it. It's a hot take and a hot wish. Sound them both. Boom. And because I know I'm right, cannon cannon fire. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So all right. So so three
2: different paths here. Caitlin thinks it's over next week. I yeah. think it continues in the season two. You think they blow up?
0: Okay. Got it. Well, the 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 family blows up. She goes and and has to live with Saul. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. too Yeah. Done.
1: I think we got a lot of options here,
0: listeners. Which 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 road do you like? Do you like the house of straw? The House of Sticks <laughs> or the House of Fiona Shaw Bricks? Wow. Look you that. that was huffing. a great okay. callback,
1: Brian. Wow. Yeah,
0: great job. Wow. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, CMB. I'm happy yeah, yeah, to be yeah. here. Well, I'll tell you, all this talk <laughs> of huffing and puffing and blowing your house down, we're going to huff and puff once again with the game that is burning up the internet. That's right. After a long hiatus, welcome back to a little game we like to call What Didn't I Miss? Woo! Okay, yeah. we're back. Uh, Caitlin Ambush, welcome once again to another round of What Didn't I Miss?
1: Why, thank you, Brian. Always a pleasure to be here.
0: Uh, Matt Romano, welcome as always. Couldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't be this game without you? So so welcome. I feel like the Leslie Buckingham of this game. I like it. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> you, I would, but I would never. I would never bump you. I would never... You're that is what me? this right. is turning into. I, I love that sketch. That is what this is turning into. And, oh, no, not again. Oh, no. Lizzie Buckingham, man, you have been here like 20 times. I feel terrible. One of my favorites. So here's... Uh, if, you're, if this is your first time listening, I'm really sorry. But also, this is how we play. I'm going to run down a little list of fun connections, Easter eggs, what have you, from the episode. Caitlin Ambush Bush is going to listen to each one and give me a yay or an... Eh, the yay means she really thinks it's cool. The eh, she still thinks it's cool, but not as much as the not not as much as the other one. And Matt Romano, with his trusty pad and pen, is going to tally them all up, and at the end we'll see where we end. Assuming he remembers to tally them all up. Last time we played. He just listened and didn't tell. I'm him. gonna, I'm, we, gonna we really play. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna really yeah. mind
3: to Really play
2: this week. <laughs> mind, it's such an engaging game. I just can't, can't help but not be involved. Yeah, okay. you know yeah. people,
0: people. Let me tell you, people, people, especially <laughs> kids are the thing is, kids don't like generally yeah. going to school these days. They really? don't like going to public school, but Ooh. if they have. Uh, an episode and a round of what didn't I miss to listen to over lunch. <laughs> They're a lot happier. I'm honestly concerned for these children, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: This podcast is not to be used for realistic educational purposes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank you for the disclaimer. Yes, there you go. Someone should throw a brick at me. Okay, and here we go. The Reaper is seen overhead on Narkina. The TIE Reaper was first introduced in Rogue One in the very same scene that we first meet Cassian. Yay. Oh, okay. Yep. Cassian and Melshi escape Narkina in a quad jumper. This style of ship was first introduced in The Force Awakens. Yay. X-Wings are seen in the yard of Saw's Compound once again. Ooh. One of the two tubes brothers is by Saw's side as always. We don't know if it's Edrio or Benthic, but it's one of them. Luthen uses a false transponder signal from Alderon. I'm going to call that as a yay. That was on the nope. fence. <laughs> no, <Nope. Okay. laughs>
2: nope. I'm, I'm officially not. Officially,
0: that's, that was not a Matt is night. the decider. Yeah, I'm going to be any, a lot more. Any tough. questionable noise is 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 a yay. Okay, (laughs) TIE Fighters, Imperial Bridge Design, and Hyperspace Lines. Yay! The Imperial ship is a Cantwell-class Arrestor cruiser. Named after the concept artist who first designed it for the first Star Wars movie, it is one of the initial concepts for the classic Star Destroyer. It is then used again in deleted scenes for Solo, and in the main movie itself is seen very briefly in the recruitment video that Han sees in the spaceport. Yay! Whoa! And that's it, Matt. How we do? Okay,
2: I got one, two, three, four, four yays, three nays. I'm I'm not counting that one. You tried to slip by, yeah.
0: All right, and and one. Uh, uh, yeah. But I think it, I think between between the yays, the nays, and the, uh, uh, um, I think we're gonna be just fine. That that last one I thought was really I didn't know about that. I just thought, wow, there's a there's a lot of uh. A lot of radar dishes on, a, this uh, one, a, on this yeah, ship. Funky, funky, that's a radar dishes. That's
1: a funky looking star destroyer.
0: Yeah, yeah people on this ship like sure like their radars. Um <laughs> And then I was doing some reading about it and looking at the old art. It's very cool. It, it's not, a, it, it, and you could see the how it. They borrowed some of it for the star destroyer that is now iconic. But yeah, that's I really love neat. that they, of all places, this show. i solo already. It squint and, and you'll see it. The deleted scenes, you see it in, in a better view of it. But it's beautiful here. And we're going to get right into the scene. And that has been, what didn't I miss? <laughs> okay, so going right into that, I want to talk about the scenes where we see this ship. First off, we have Luthan is trying to escape in the, uh, not escape, but he's, he's, you know, screwing off in the Fondor. And he gets caught in a <laughs> tractor beam by this ship and this is a this was a very new and interesting way cuz he counters the tractor beam and in a variety of ways we see them upping the power of the tractor beam and he's talking to his the fondor computer which is uh David Collins is mm. a very prolific um sound designer at, at Lucasfilm and also is is in a all kinds of loop group sessions with Sam Witwer and all of them. They're doing stormtrooper voices and stuff, but he's the voice of the computer and there it's calculating what's the volt, what not that not voltage, but I forget the, what they were. They use the voltage. How can we counter it? How can we fake it or whatever? I thought we've never really seen a scene of them trying to almost bluff, fight their way out of a tractor beam thing yeah. before. So that was new and very cool. But not only that, we then, get a dogfight here and if the razor crest is a win Winneb- of is a winnebago and the millennium falcon is a muscle car then the fondor is some kind of sleek James Bond spy car cuz yeah. it's got countermeasures an iron man double laser cutting beam and it probably has an oil slick, a, yeah, a yeah, smoke yeah, yeah. screen, Injector seat, an ejector seat, he's
2: going to fly somebody right out of there.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty much Finn McMissile from the famous movie Cars 2.
3: It's Finn McMissile! Oh,
0: the worst of the cars. Uh, <laughs> but it's also interesting, you look at who's flying each each one of those ships, and it really reflects its owner. I love having this lovely bit of space battle. It was, yes, this is still Star Wars, even though it wasn't complaining because it definitely was before, but having this little bit of it in there, it was just great. Everything here was great, and it cemented Luthen as a legend. Matt, I thought mm-hmm. of you immediately when I saw this ship in action. I know you're all about the Fondor these days. I want to go directly live to Matt Romano for his takes on tractor beams, this scene, the Fondor, and all the other crap I just said. Matt Romano. Ah, uh, what a cool ship, the Fondor. I'm into it. I think that this this
2: episode cemented my love for the Fondor. I always knew she had it in her, but uh, we saw it in this episode and it was awesome. My only complaint would be is I wish we didn't see these scenes in the trailer. And I understand why they were in the trailer. But man, it would have been awesome to see like that double, I don't know, Iron Man laser thing you know for without have, having already seen that in the did trailer? Did they put that in the trailer? Oh yeah, the twisty sh- the, the the ship with the two beams that has been in the trailer like since day 1.
0: Oh wow, I'm glad yeah. I didn't whatever that I only you watched the it. first trailer. Yeah, I avoided most of the trailers. They showed it celebration with, with with the hammers. I purposely it's did It's been in promos and stuff. Yeah, I haven't watched any. I've stayed away cuz I don't want to know. Well, I see that and was smart. I'm really glad.
2: Yeah, but I mean it was see, still a great it, scene.
0: I, I have my moments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: But I but also he's in trouble now because he's going to be on the Empire's radar now. You know, they know what the ship looks like. You know, know, it's yet all three of their radars,
0: you know, big trouble coming for him. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Caitlin and Bush thoughts on on this uh, on this radical ship and everything else. Uh, Thoughts from you on this.
1: He's one hell of a fighter pilot, man. Uh, yeah. He can he can fly a ship. Uh, I'm genuinely impressed by his abilities and by you know I want to I want to put him in like an X wing and see how he does with a, a little bit less fancy ship. Um yeah. against yeah. against some Imperials. But I was genuinely impressed by this. My my mouth was like hanging open watching
0: it. Yeah, actually, that's so mind blown for this scene because I just love this yeah. scene. This It's I'm pretty sure it's a case of special modifications myself, you know, Yeah. from countermeasures, double laser beam to descending wig closet. As if from nowhere, (laughs) this ship has it all. It's the ultimate spy vessel. And it just added to the ongoing wonder that is Luthan, who is now just not only is he becoming one of my favorite Star Wars characters, I think he's my favorite character in anything in all of 2022. <laughs> I just, I, I can't even tell you how, and I've said it before jokingly, but this is not a joke. I want to make this man my identity. Um, <laughs> you
2: kind of are halfway there. About so don't worry. Uh, yeah. I love it.
0: Um, I really thank you. I thank you for that, man. I really do. <laughs> um, part of that is, that was the fun. Before that comes the the drama, because he's coming from going to see Saw Gerrera, who, you know, finally agreed to work with Krieger, as Luthen <laughs> wanted. But now that Luthen is sacrificing Krieger, he doesn't want Saw to go. Part of this is Saw knows Luthen's face and could potentially give him up. Krieger does not and can't give him up. For another thing, he might think that Saw is too valuable an asset. We get the feeling that Saw is much better at what he does than Krieger. Luthen doesn't know how Saw is going to react. He tells him the truth anyway, and he's like, you know what? I honestly don't know what the hell you're gonna do. He says something like that, and I'm like, neither does anyone else. <laughs> that's why Saw is so much fun to watch. And
1: even Saw yeah, doesn't really know what he's and, gonna and, do and, most of the time. Yeah, and
0: that's, he's like, neither do I. I could kill you, I could hug you. I don't know. It could be Brick City, it could be Hug City. Either one. Either way, it'll be a city. And I'm going to huff and puff and blow the empire down.
2: Um, Don't breathe and, too hard. You're going to break your tube. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead.
0: Uh, um, <laughs> She'll run no longer. Possibly breathe no longer. Now, Luthan, as we say, as, as I said, he doesn't know how he's going to react. But when he hears the plan, Saw a aghast. He's like, you're going to burn him. It's just like that. And the look on his face is... Almost horrified, and I get the feeling that he thinks even for Saw Guerrera, this is an extreme plan. It must be. I mean, it, it, for Saw Guerrera to have this look on his face, it's got to be extreme, and he accepts it, saying, "Well, you know, it's it's for the greater good." The greater good. But and then Luthen says, "Well, I I don't care what you call it," and so I was like, "Let's call it war." And you could see there's a so then there's a little bit of glint in Saw's eyes. And I'm thinking that this has unlocked something within him. And now he's like, well, I'll just go farther next time. If this is what people in the rebellion are willing to do. So part of Saw's extremism, he possibly learned from Luthen. I don't know this dynamic. You think Saw is already fascinating. And we know that Saw brings up ethical issues every time, but someone else now is bringing up the ethical issue to Saw which is something we really haven't seen before. So thoughts on all of the, this loaded, loaded scene. And again, we'll try not to get into the ethics of all of it. And, <laughs> you know, with the blaster to click clack's head. But let's go to Caitlin M. Bush.
1: I'm a little bit more terrified of Luthan than I was before going into this episode. I mean, we we know that he's willing to kind of do anything, especially after the previous episode where he gave his his epic speech to end all speeches. Uh, he's willing to sacrifice anything, but something about holding a gun to Saw Gerrera's head just to make a point, like Saw is a special kind of crazy. Uh, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you are willing to be crazier than Saw Gerrera, I am absolutely deeply terrified of you. And something about, it's, it's the way that, Saw says, "Well, it's it's war." My my brain immediately jumped to like the the initial Star Wars logo. Like, oh, ah, like he so he said yeah. the thing, like this is the Star War. Yeah, this is the war yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. yeah.
0: I call it war. In fact, yeah. I call it Star War. I make it plural.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Now, if Saw and Luthen together could successfully huff and puff and blow the brick yeah. house down. Yeah. Um and not only this Matt Romano, did you notice yeah. that Saw starts getting really paranoid at one moment because he's like, "Do you have a spy here? You have spies everywhere. Do you have a spy here? Oh, there was the one here. Exactly, I was going to say that. And he starts freaking yeah. out, and for yep. a second, we see a glimmer of lies, deceptions. Yeah, exactly. One. it's like that's what I was going to
2: say. Right? Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's right there. You see that? You see the, kind of the, his like origin story of being like so incredibly paranoid, and where it all where it all starts. Because in that moment when he learns that Luthen's willing to burn these guys. He starts to think he could be next. He could easily be one of Luthan's pawns. Like, he's not in charge. And that starts to freak him out. And Forrest Whitaker in this scene, man, like, he is going all in on Saw Gerrera. Someone with Krieger?
3: Someone at ISB? Maybe there's someone here with me.
2: You're wasting time. Why wouldn't you? You're avoiding the choice. Who is it? Who is it? Everyone on this show is fantastic. I mean, Luther's monologue from last week's episode was great, but I just want more Saw. I want more Forrest Whitaker. Like you said, if we can pair Mon Mothma and him for an entire season in that cave with two tubes, it'll be fantastic. Oh, my God.
0: I'm, I'm, <laughs> Give me that. I need. I kind of need it. I need it. <laughs> Even if, that, yeah, if that's just a spiritual successor to Andor and they do that next— um, yeah. And it's just the two of them. Even do it on stage. Do it on off Broadway. <laughs> take it on. Yeah, care. take it on the road. But yeah, I, I just I there's something about Saw Gerrera, and how he's just exploded and far either through Forrest Whitaker playing him, sometimes Andrew Cashino on Bad Batch and Clone Wars, just fascinating for Star yeah. Wars to 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 have a character like this. And when you add a character like Luther into the mix. It just doubles the pleasure, double the fun. Chew your gum. Um, <laughs> Chew and let your me gum. just add in something. A take I saw, um, I've seen a couple places, but I wanted to see, get your thoughts on this. In terms of revisiting briefly, Luther's killer monologue last week says he's going to burn himself for a sunset he'll never see. A lot of people, po- sunrise, he'll never see. A lot of people mm. started posting twin suns images. Luke looking mm. at twin suns, and those are all sunsets. Mm. To be fair, uh, to be fair,
2: to be fair, to be fair.
0: But they are, and they're and Ray looking at twin suns and yeah, everything. So that's nice. It's you know, day does come again. Not not for Luthen. He's at the time that happens. He's probably a brick or something. But in any case, so <laughs> Dedra, here's the real. What's 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 the real deal set up for the for the season finale. Agent Dedra Miro, have a name much, has created <laughs> the box for the season finale. She is she is letting it happen. She's like, make it. We want to make a box and just watch. And they're all gonna go in it. And she is right. The Empire would usually not allow a uh, Marva's funeral to happen, as we saw earlier. They're like, people want to go see the eye. We'll let them see the eye. No, we're good. We shut it down. And she's like, nope. Let them do it, and just really watch them because. Uh, And this also reminded me of Luthen letting Spellhouse happen. She's letting the funeral happen. I don't know if there's a connection here with what Luthen said about using the tactics of the enemy or not. That could be a stretch. But everyone is now, it works. Because everyone, when they hear about Marva, they're all converted. And they figure Andor, Cassian Andor, is going back to Ferex to pay his respects. Mm. And... So everyone who wants a piece of him, and now the name is out there, everyone on this show, except I'm assuming Mon Mothma, she's probably going to stay where she is. Everyone's going. Bix is already there and sadly not doing well. She is looking like a ghost, and I really hope when they set her free, she murders Dr. Dr. Gorst in the most horrible way possible. Brutal way.
2: Oh, and like stu- wanna, puts the headset on him it. and like
0: racks up the the volume yeah. to like eleven, or, <laughs> and or, or, brain. or like that's uh, bring in uh, ladies and gentlemen, Cersei Lannister for the wine waterboarding of Doctor Gorst. I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Whatever you want to do, it. it's I'm like you don't get to do that to Bix Colleen, You just don't. No. Vel is coming. Cinta is already there. Cassian himself is surely on the way because he made that call from the Star Wars space phone booth. On on the most. did you see it. it yeah, like I love the yeah phone booth. Phone booth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you, know, um, you need it. As I already said, unlike Cyril, he's already made his mother proud. But speaking of that, Cyril, who has not made his mother proud, is also you guessed it, him, his stupid tie, and some crappy looted from his own mother's safe. <laughs> He's on the way, too, with his eyes that are perpetually crying whether liquid's coming out or not. They all know the Andor name, and now they're going to figure out the game. How do we think this situation is going to play out when all of these action figures jump in this sad brick-built box? Matt Romano. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, everything's coming to a
2: head. It's amazing how they've had so many characters on this show and so many intricate plot lines, but they somehow have weaved all the characters back to the same place. And it's going to, it's amazing. This was very much a transition episode, kind of setting all the pieces for next week. And I can't wait to see what, like who Cassian ends up with, like he's either getting captured or saved by one of these groups. Like what, what person is he going to be looking at into the sunset and then the credits next week? I can't wait. I have no idea what could possibly happen. And it's the best position to be
0: in. I think we could theoretically be saying a a final goodbye to Ferex next week. Yeah. And I think that's guaranteed season two, especially well, because if, if we're going to Yavin in season two and we know that, I think him going off with Luthan is likely, I think. Um, And then, you know, my man, Melshi, we got, we're getting the word out about the Imperial prisons. We should go pick him up. Um, Some kind of, you know, reconvening everyone. And th- actually that is where Mon Mothma would go. If they brought her mm-hmm. anywhere, it would be to Yavin if they're going there. Yeah. Um. And, but you know, they could bring saw that he hasn't had his big falling out yet. Or so theoretically, I, I don't know if they have or not. So, but, uh, and that's, I forgot to say Luther is on his way also, but I think if we began his journey with Luther, I think it makes sense that I am just yeah. hoping beyond hope that Luther makes it out alive. That's my big wish. Would I like um, Cassian and Bix to have a little Anorim Sieges? Yes, yes, I would. <laughs> uh, Caitlin and thoughts on all of these action figures in the same box in the finale. Any predictions? What do you think is going to happen? What's your take?
1: Oh, my goodness. Uh, I think chaos is going to happen. I think Cassian, poor Cassian, as he's trying to, uh, to process his mother's death uh, and comfort his droid, is gonna be caught up in the middle of a bunch of crap. I mean, the way that they are having all of the the roads meet uh, at Ferrex is just infuriatingly genius. the The slow pace here is really paying off, and I think we're gonna see some explosions, both literal and
0: figurative. Do you think that we're we're due for another like banging on stuff induced reckoning, and that this time? They're just going to level the place. The empire is just going to bur- burn them all down, and whoever survives will then, you know, go off to be hidden by the rebellion.
1: Mm, I mean, I I think the the empire at this point in the series has proven itself very willing to sacrifice whatever it needs to in the in the uh, in the search of order and the search of control, and it has. As we've seen in the past, no issues completely destroying an entire society in order to get what it wants, Uh, and I I could see it gearing up to do something like that. But I guess the question is, will the the people of Ferrex once again uh, outwit, outplay, and outlast them, a la Survivor? I've been
0: thinking a lot about Survivor
1: this week for some reason. I don't know. I don't watch. (laughs) I don't even watch. I don't. I don't even
0: watch Survivor. Dip your torches and get fire. There we go. Um, it's interesting, Caitlin and Bush, because as, as we that's that's not forget that um, small, furry little Ewoks defeated how many stormtroopers with nothing but bows and arrows and sticks. Exactly. So who's to say the people of Ferex and the Time Wrangler can't use those hammers instead of banging on an anvil for marking the time, bang on a stormtrooper to mark it for murder. Know what I'm saying?
1: I, I I'm all about murdering stormtroopers.
0: Yep, I know you are because I saw <laughs> what they you say about last me. month at the mall. Yeah. At, yeah, it's everyone is everyone's talking. All the yeah. kids on the corners are talking about Caitlin killing stormtroopers. She just loves killing. <laughs> General <laughs> thoughts on anything you loved in this episode that we haven't touched on yet, Caitlin Ambush.
1: I think we really covered the ground. I got to give it uh, to both Adria Arjona and Diego Luna in this episode for just. The emotion that they both are are holding in their eyes and the, the amount of work that they are doing with absolute silence. So uh, Adria being Bix and when she's being tortured and when they're just uh, the horror that you can feel her feeling. And then uh, Diego is Cassian when he after he learns that his mother has died and they're just staring out into the ocean. And he has to pretend that everything is OK to split with his new bestie. But we all know it's not OK. We all know he's dying a little bit inside.
0: It's, mm-hmm. It made me staring out at staring out at the NEMOC, It's it's he just the look on his face. It's very true. It, it's how it, can't, it made me think of Leia saying, "I can't take these losses," and uh, Holdo saying, "Sure, you can. You taught yeah. me how." Yeah. And this is this is part of the journey. This is this is just an essential part of it, and to become who he needs to become. Unfortunately, I just hope uh, wherever he's going be to goes with him and so does Luthan. I could see them killing off someone like Brazo because uh, he's great. He's and, too,
1: he's and, too good uh, a man. He's too like too good. And he's too
2: simple is the wrong word, but he's too black and white. He's just too good. Uh, I want him and b 2 Emo to like <laughs> go off oh, into the sunset together. <laughs> oh, well, oh. Best it, friends. It, if
0: there was a death yeah. that finally turned the people of Ferrix, you know, full on violent reckoning mode, they all everyone there seems to like and respect Brasso. They Ooh, pull that's, they that's they fair. off him or something. Forget it. That'd they're be a rallying point it, right there. As is yeah. most of the viewing audience. Anything uh you want to add, Matt Romano? Yeah, real quick, two things. Um,
2: Cinta uh in the coffee shop at the ISB agent. I love how like they're both <laughs> watching Marva's house. They don't know they're both like, you know. Yes. Like, Undercover. On the same mission, basically.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It, it's the, they're, yeah, it's they're to the two the, the the entire coin is there on watch.
2: Yeah, love that. Hope like like Cinta kills him or something like by like yeah. stuffing a hot latte in his face or something. But anyway, um,
0: <laughs> then
2: love it. How did we not talk more about Cyril in this episode, my boy? I mean, he oh, gets very the phone easy. call. You're
1: your bestie? It My was, bestie. It was
2: surprisingly easy. I mentioned him. <laughs> you mentioned him, but I don't think we gave him enough. You know, I feel like what's going to happen he with him? He steals
0: from his mom. He straps on a <laughs> stupid tie. He looks like he's about to cry. He has a, he has a, a
1: weird phone call.
0: Yeah, he has that great phone call. It's going to live out the final act of of the crush, except instead of Carrie Yules, it's Diego Luna. Oh, man. It would, it would be so sad. <laughs> what is
2: sad. this obsession?
3: <laughs> if he I'm just fascinated has like a, by
2: this. You know, just a, like a really meaningless death, you know, would be nice, maybe. But we never get to see Edie Carn again. We never met uh, Uncle Harlow. We have more from this, this I boy. do really want to meet Uncle Harlow. I don't think we
0: ever will. Yeah. I think
1: he's just like some weird. How do we not meet Uncle Harlow?
2: Come on.
0: <laughs> Give Matt Uncle <laughs> Harlow. Sometimes. Matt Romano, sometimes you 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 say there's too many connections. You don't want everything to connect, <laughs> and then cut to this, and you're like a random character that's been mentioned a couple times. You're ready to revolt if they don't show the show him and give him his own animated. I series. love it. I, I need to see it. I need to. I need to know who he is. You I'm love sorry. Uncle Harlow, or you I love, love Oc- Matt's? You know, just I love going Matt's from weird obsession
1: with this character. I, I'm, sorry. I'm all you know. For you got to
2: find. You got to find what you love in Star Wars and I love.
1: It's so, the little things,
2: really. <laughs> Do you? I mean, I don't really love him, but I'm interested in him as, as a character. Come on. Give me a break.
1: He also loves that it annoys you how much that you how much he loves this.
0: Don't tell him my secrets.
1: And I know you I know you know this, but I'm just pointing yeah, it
0: out. Well, that much is obvious. I mean, I, it never as a character. In, <laughs> Mama, the hut makes me want to vomit less. Okay. Sure. Right. Well and that's look on his face. It's like, <laughs> yep, he's a stalker. He just it's and, and, and in terms of the acting, fantastic work from Kyle Soler, just oh, making yeah. me absolutely and a hell of a chin. This guy's got a hell of a chin. Ooh, you know? Hell, hell of a chin, chin he's fantastic Because this, yeah. this guy is a one grade gold prick.
1: <laughs> I was I was wondering how you were gonna finish that sentence.
0: Yeah, so was I. Um he could <laughs> the thing is he could really turn out to be the golem. Of the whole thing. He's just around yeah. this pathetic yeah. creature mm. and could, you know, accidentally fall off the cliff with the Kyber. Cr- I don't know. The blue Kyber. That should make holding
2: it that be holding on the DJ Muro's like pants or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, or, uh,
0: anyway. Okay. Uh, know ambush, it's favorite pants. character in this episode.
2: Uh, B2 emo. Broke my heart. Matt Romano. Same question. Oh uh, yeah, B2emo. I mean that, that when he was shaking, how do you how do you know? How do you how yeah,
1: Whimpering.
0: Do you not? Oh, terrible, terrible.
1: Little baby. As much as
0: I love B2emo, I'm going to be completely predictable. And once again, say my favorite was Luthen Rail. And uh, with also that, we're gonna go also going to go to break. But and we're fine. Talking. We're all fine here now. Yeah. Thank you. Don't turn us off. This is Vanessa Marshall, and you're listening to Return of the Pot. A podcast about
3: Star Wars. May the force be with you. And as always, many boats.
0: We're back, and that's gonna take us into real talk. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. On Apple Podcasts, a hello and thank you to Doc Michigan State for their very nice review. On Ooh. Instagram, we got an interesting message from listener Angelo Carlo. They pointed out that while rewatching Rogue One recently, one interchange really stuck out in light of the episode title Nobody's Listening. After the plans get transmitted, Cassian says to Jin, Do you think anyone's listening? And she says, I do. Someone's out there. As Angelo wrote, I just thought that dialogue carried so much weight in the rewatch of this movie. It just showcases the incredible writing and attention to detail in this show. What a masterpiece. Excellent. Now, I personally didn't make this connection until, yeah, un- until reading this comment. I-, I didn't make that connection. But wow, he's absolutely right. It's such an incredible connection. And that line is more powerful just even thinking about it, I'm, waiting as long as I can to do the Rogue One rewatch until um, mm. the end of the season, at least. But thank you. Thank you very much for pointing that out and also your very kind words about the podcast. Many boats to you. Also on Instagram, Matt Burke wrote to say that when it comes to the new Luthan Art Gallery spinoff, Coruscant Pickers, Dr. Afra <laughs> would absolutely... Do business with him more yes. than a few listeners brought the good yeah. Dr. Afra up in the last couple weeks, especially after Matt's damn Tomb Raider screen. <laughs> yeah, and see, she is a, <laughs> you, she is a Tomb right. Raider. Make no mistake. Yeah, um, totally. No, you weren't right, but she's a Tomb Raider. That doesn't mean wrong Raider. It proves wrong my tomb, theory. But There's Tomb Raiders in it Star proves Wars. Proves absolutely yeah. nothing. I kind well, of whatever. That. Yeah, but they they. They may not connect on Andor. She's yet to come into live action, but I love this idea uh, that she has probably raided some of the artifacts that are in this gallery personally and brought them to him. She would absolutely uh, be a recurring presence on Coruscant Pickers. I agree, and I really hope they they bring her in live action something something soon because she would add. Matt, if you if you want Tomb Raider action in Star Wars, look no further. Oh, yeah, that's the way you go. Absolutely. Except no substitutes. Um, Dr. <laughs> Shelley Afra. Okay, once again on Instagram, Jennifer Voorhees wrote a very nice message to us and also suggests the theory that Cinta Kaz could be Cassian's sister. And she goes into mm. some details to back it up. But I think the theory possibly has merit. It's, it's a little convenient that their paths cross. And I'm looking for my sister at the beginning of the show, Four episodes later, I'm on a, on a mission and I meet somebody who's actually is my sister. But maybe I don't I don't know. Maybe. I think it's interesting to think about. What do you what do you guys think about this? Maybe.
1: I mean, I think uh, I, I, I think this this show is doing too much and has too many balls in the air constantly to ever make something that simple. I think if we do meet his sister, it's going to be in the second season.
2: Yeah, I honestly forgot about yeah. it. I don't I don't think we're going to see that. It'd
0: be cool, but no. But I don't know. Yeah. Uh, an interesting theory nonetheless, Jennifer Voorhees, and thank you very yeah. much for writing in and for listening. And, oh, yeah. you know, as Caitlin says, keep those balls in the air. Keep those balls <laughs> in the air. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly how I said it. She's always saying that, always. That's, that's a yeah. famous
1: phrase of mine.
2: Okay,
0: I use just it like a, that. It's a song from it's a song oh, yeah, from yeah. Arrested Development. All right. Okay, um, Matt Romano, I, I, I've heard this now. Somebody, somebody has has you know whispered this um, through you know the magical mirror that I have in yeah. my room. That you Weird. have some okay. stuff in the uh-huh. mailbag.
2: What do you What do you have? I've got stuff in the mailbag. Yeah, Hear yeah! it, horsey. I don't know. <laughs> uh, was that good? Okay, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> I it
0: was, really that really was going that? bad. It Wasn't bad. It, anyway, wasn't, it, wasn't, so, it, was, it was. It was. It was. It was good. Now, genius,
1: <laughs> maybe not.
0: But it was. We've had better yeehaw yeah.
1: energy, but we've
0: well, had better we yeehaws. You know, yeah, I've been a little. You were like yeehaw. I don't know how was that. I mean, yeah. you don't need you don't need the qualifier <laughs> and the asking for a rating afterwards.
2: So anyway, what have we got in the mailbag this week, Brian? Uh, we've got a bunch of stuff. I don't know. That's why I um, asked Matt. <laughs> so first, we got we got some messages uh, from our friend Padawan, fan of the pod mark in sligo ireland ooh uh, sligo ireland so across, an international fan across the pond, across the pond. Oh, so mark cool. we love ireland i i have been to, that I love to your wonderful country it's beautiful yeah. um yeah. so thank you for so writing right, a note he uh he made a lot of connections from andor uh to the disney plus movie uh the kid who would be king oh. have you guys seen this
1: i have i have not I have but a- uh it looked delightful.
0: There's a lot of people in it, it. I've heard it. I've I've heard it's very. It's it's quite good. I heard it's better than you think it's going to be. Yeah,
2: Deidre Miro uh, is in it. Uh, Genevieve O'Reilly, who plays Mon Mothma, is in it. So a lot of just and like he, he's he goes off. Patrick Stewart's in it, right? Uh, maybe I don't know if he mentioned that, but that'd be fantastic if he was. We all love the good captain. Yeah. Um, yeah, but a lot of connections. I can't go into them all, but Mark, thank you for for that. You you uh, you made a ton of connections, and we app- always appreciate that. Oh, so thanks for the message, and thanks for the kind words. Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, we just had a bunch of people support us on buymeacoffee.com. Oh,
3: and so great. I just
2: got to shout Ooh. out a few names. We've got Mark, someone who literally put their name as someone, bought us eight coffees. Epic. Crazy. Epic. Uh, I appreciate that they also went under someone like a Robin Hood. Yes. Like just someone looking for no.
1: A random hero. It's what they do. In the nights. It defines them.
2: It was probably Caitlin's mom or not. I don't know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But also at TND, uh, they rent dolls. Um, Also left this one. Doc Bradley, also wanker at Night Cowboy. Fan of the show. He left us some coffees. Also East Bay Ray.
0: A uh, good friend of the pod also uh, left us some coffees. East, East Bay Ray, one of one of the most supportive listeners we have. We love East Bay Ray. We don't talk Hell about yeah. East Bay Ray enough. So yeah, we appreciate love you, that. East
2: Bay Ray, huge love to you. FGO Mike also left us uh, some coffees. I have spoken. This is the way many boats, that's what they left their name. They uh, left them from coffees. Ooh. So, anyway, so many people. Thank you so, so much. much. We coffee. really appreciate it. So you. many coffees. We're going to be up all week. It's going to be crazy. And finally, uh, we have a voicemail this week from uh, Michael Bain, uh, who has left us a voicemail before. So, this is the first oh, time
0: we've played a second a voicemail. voicemail. I do. That's <laughs> right. If you don't remember Michael's. Uh, on the voicemail. Yes. yes. Can get if you don't off remember Michael's. <laughs>
2: And Michael's first What's
0: voicemail. The voice. the <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> okay, all sorry, right.
0: Sorry, sorry. Can't see you. <laughs> <laughs> so That's because uh, you can never see it <laughs> oh God. You merely adopted the blank screen. I was born
2: in it. <laughs> so anyway, Michael left a voicemail on the show last season where he had a theory about a Jedi possessing the loader droid. Yeah, I uh, recall in Ob- this In the Obi-Wan yes, show. Yes, n- Ned, Ned, ridiculous Ned theory. Bees. Yeah, he was
0: wrong. Well, well they, um, it's he was. It, well, I mean, we, we, that's we don't the know. Pot calling the kettle something. <laughs> you you saying someone's theory is ridiculous? That's rich. I, I appreciate a crazy theory. You come but up anyway. with okay one 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 killer gag about the three little pigs houses doesn't give you the right to shoot down <laughs> fan theories like this.
1: So,
0: I was a genius connection. What's the anyway? What's the, what's the
1: voicemail? This
2: is a new one. <laughs> Let's play the voicemail, the new theory from Mr. Bane here.
0: Hey, guys. Michael here, your favorite Pottawan fan. Dream of dreams, theory of theories, hot take of hot takes. Sounds all the alarms. Could Clea, who works for Luthan, be part of Padme's group of assassins or other people in her inner circle they have all of that stuff from padme and the connection is real could that all be part of the connection for luthan 15 years ago to start this journey please answer that question give me your thoughts thanks guys many boats
2: and that's it oh, wow what do you think that that uh, i think
0: it's interesting
2: I would love it if, if, if like she was like a
0: Nubian, you know? I don't know.
1: Right. I if mean, she that's, that's cool. potentially if, if, very if interesting. what he means.
0: Not, not an assassin, yeah. but a former handmaiden. Um, and yeah. then it would be, well, which handmaiden was she? Cause there wasn't, here's Irite and Yane and Dorme and Clea. Um, they, hmm. like, which one was she and right. when and stuff like that? That, that could be interesting. I, I don't, know if this is the show that would do that. That would also tie into the Amidolans theoretically a yeah. little bit, even though it could be earlier in the time period. It's interesting. It's something to, to keep in mind as we continue to watch and move forward. We love this kind of stuff, the head headcanon, because yes. even if we don't
2: know, sure.
1: she's, uh, brain, she's uh, Anything yeah. is possible in your
0: heart. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to say. And that's it for the mailbag. There you go. Yeah. With that, we're going to Hold on guys, somebody's knocking on my door. Give me a minute. Uh, what? Oh uh, yeah. Whoa. We're... All right, just keep keep the recording going cuz we're almost done. Just let me see what all this right. is and we'll finish. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, yeah. Sure, whatever. What? Oh. What? All right, just shh. come, come, come on. Come on. Okay. Was it the fuller brush man? Everything all right over there? You could say that. It would appear that I have just received a guest, and they would like to say something. So I'm going to oh. get out of my chair and give the mic over to them. It's good that the video's off. It won't spoil the surprise. Oh, my. I know you have all been <gasps> in so much disarray oh since what, I've what, been gone. What? But now you can breathe for the first time. Oh, oh
2: man. It's Your so good long to see nightmare
0: you. Nightmare is over. Oh,
2: thank God. And the
0: new one has begun. What? Oh no. Because it is me, Werner. Oh. Somehow what? I returned. Uh, 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 what? Legally.
1: I mean the the lawyer the lawyers are are, are they've decided upon something? I, I don't we're, know what's it. Brian, what's we're happening? we
0: are going to get to the bottom. Yeah. I, I, I know just as much as you do and now he's Sitting Is cross-legged he staying in the at your corner. house? Um, I think so. Uh, uh very oh. unexpected this is, and he a brought a lot of luggage. Uh, oh, so oh, no, in, in, in case it wasn't clear, Werner Herzog apparently is back, ah, and it looks like he's going to be around wow. for at least a week. Oh, he's giving me a signal. He's just m- lengthening it. Two, three uh, two, th- three two. months. Uh, what? Uh, Oh, oh, okay. He's gonna be staying with me for a while, so everybody look forward oh, to that. No, um, wow, I did not see that coming. But as I was saying, with that, we're gonna buckle off. But join us next week where we're okay. gonna cover the season finale of Andor. I've
2: been in this fight since I was six years old.
0: And just in case you're wondering, that is not it for this season of Return of the Pod, Matt. We're looking at um at a, at some more fun, a couple, a duo of fun things to end this year with, right?
2: Yeah, actually, we should call it out real quick. I mean, like, uh, we're, we have the finale next week, right? So yeah. usually you're used to getting our episodes on Fridays. It is Thanksgiving next weekend, yeah. so we're going to be a little delayed with the episodes. So you're going to have to wait a little bit longer for our finale episode. But we will be back as soon as we can.
1: We got turkey to eat, people.
2: We got turkey to eat, people. You know, we, just, you know, we got people traveling. We want to give you a, a hell of a finale, so we're going to work on it. You'll get a few days later, but we will be back for the finale. And then after that... I mean, we've been talking about this listener feedback show. We've also been trading a bunch of ideas what to do. We're probably going to have some big epic end of year extravaganza. Thing. Probably a big Spotchka Nights. No format. Listen the voicemails. Chatting about the past. We the present, apologize the future. in advance. <laughs> it's going to be terrible. But you'll, you're going to get to listen
0: to it and it'll come soon. <laughs> the newspapers are already calling it a must miss. <laughs> um but no, it, I think we described it. We described one of them as like a Captain's Corner Spotchka night's life day spectacular and it's That's gonna exactly be like three or four hours long. Again, apologize. I'm advance. gonna be singing. I guarantee you I'm going to be singing. And the good thing is, a zoo will will turn him back on for that. And what yeah. would life day be without Werner? He's back. Yeah, now. Werner, are you so excited for this? Is he, is he excited for this? Werner, what do you think about this? I am always excited for life oh, day. Yes. That's oh, why for 6 good. years I moved personally to the North Pole in an attempt oh. to meet and greet Santa Claus. I did oh. find him.
1: Oh, and okay. let's just
0: say I will never disclose the location of the secrets of the toys. Oh,
1: we're going we're going to work
0: <laughs> okay, on this. Well, I'm going to find out the never secret of the toys. through my yeah. spine. But in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter for now.
1: Please use Twitter,
0: Instagram, and Facebook, and TikTok at Return of the Pod. You can find our website at returnofthepod.net, where you can leave voicemails such as the one you just heard. You can also visit store. Life day and the holidays are coming. Why not spend it at store? And you could buy all kinds of merchandising.
1: Merchandising.
0: Merchandising. Merchandising
1: Merchandising
2: Merchandising
1: You can also
0: find us directly Every now and then You can find Caitlin M. Bush Where?
1: Uh, you can find me at, at Caitlin M. Bush That is C-A-I-T-L-I-N-M Bush like the beer, Not the presidents uh, As long as Twitter continues to Exist
2: Maybe
0: Question mark I don't know <laughs> It's
2: more hardcore now Hardcore Twitter
0: <laughs> it's Hardcore Twitter had a problem But now it's hardcore It's extreme
1: <laughs> I gotta use that Blue check mark While I got it folks
0: Oh, boy. Hold on. Because <laughs> no, my checkmark's yeah, it's, coming. It's Matt, Matt, it, it, it the extreme Twitter reminds me of a certain band. I can't quite put my finger. Do you know what they're called? I can't put my
2: finger. Red Follow us at Red Blades on Twitter. It's not a real account. Maybe it should be. But who knows if Twitter's even going to be a thing. I'm getting a check mark. I'm going to be at Caitlin Bush, the real Caitlin Bush.
3: Find me on Twitter at
2: the real... Kalen Bush and Monster Trucks.
0: <laughs> it's verified. It's worth it. Matt Romano, you <laughs> can be found
2: where? You can find me at, at Matt Romano, M-A-T-T-R-O-M-A-N-O. <laughs> Sorry, Caitlin.
0: I can be found every weekend at the horse show. <laughs> Okay, this is going to be an interesting couple of months.
1: Right, I'm so sorry.
0: Oh, <laughs> boy. And I can be found on Twitter and Instagram, at Brian Silliman, that's at B-R-I-A-N-S as in Sky Guy, I-L-L-I-M-A-N. Stretch out with your feelings and share your thoughts. We love hearing from you. Subscribe, leave a comment, and give five stars if you're feeling generous. Snoke them if you got them. Take it, Sheevy. And remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, you'll never make it through the night. Many boats be a spark.